So wait, wait. I was, I did, I was watching uh, Highly Questionable, and they okay. did. Yeah, Bomani gave you a shout out, Bomani Jones. I, I heard that too, and uh, uh, Sarah Spain made a remark about Sean Cress. She was like, she said, "Suns out, guns out." She was like, "He can't be afraid of Coach K." <laughs> Oh my god! I'm dying. Oh, Sean. No, I joked with Sean. I was like, he's definitely yelling at you. Um, Because, you know. Welcome to an ACC podcast. I'm Lauren Brownlow. And I love when these things sort of work themselves out for me, um, where I had already planned to have my friend C.L. Brown on the podcast to talk about uh, the games coming up this weekend. And then CL Brown became a meme. So (laughs) hi CL. First of all, thanks for coming on. Great to be on Lauren. I appreciate you having me. (laughs) Yeah. I love that you used, you wrote about this um, and tell everybody where they can find you too, where they can find your, your, what you wrote about uh, becoming a meme at Cameron. Yes. Well, I started a new website. Um, it just launched this month, clbrown.com, and my emphasis is on ACC basketball uh, within the context of college basketball as a whole. And so, yeah, the, the pit game was pretty run-of-the-mill in the first half until uh, the students started chanting, <laughs> Jeff Cape will come sit with us. So Coach K loses it, and uh, I felt I had to write about it. I had so many people. It's so funny. I've, I've like I feel like I've been on TV before <laughs> in real capacities, reporting, analyzing, whatever, and I didn't get as much feedback as being on the sideline, just staring at Coach K when he's <laughs> coming over to uh, to chastise the students. First of all, I'm super glad I was not there because, like, <laughs> I normally sit next to you, and I needed to just take a night. Like the State Carolina game had been the night before. I'd written all this stuff, and I was just yeah. like, I need a night because I know I'm going to be at a game Saturday. I three games in a week is usually a lot for me. I was like, I need a night. But if I had been there, I would have just like, I get awkward and I turn red (laughs) and I would have been like, I would have, I might've been the, like another meme, you know, those photos where they're like tag yourself too. So like, I would have been like the one turning red or like looking away and, and just, Oh, it would have been so awkward. I think you could have taken it to the next level. <laughs> oh, my God. We could be national stars right now. So, like, there are a lot of layers to this, right? Uh, first of all, like, I-, I think from the outside, when you look at Coach K on TV, it's easy to say, like, you know, what's, what, uh, what's the deal? Like, he's just some dude that gets angry sometimes. Like, why, why do people re- respond the way to him that, that they do sometimes? But like, let me tell you, and I think you can attest to this. This isn't to say we won't ask him questions and whatnot, but the dude in person is like super intimidating. <laughs> you think so? I do. Do you not? No, I don't. I don't. I mean, I don't know. I, I think there are moments, you know, where, where you're like, okay, this is a sensitive subject. I have to phrase this correctly or it's going to blow up in my face. But um, outside of that, I kind of, I don't know. He's, he's, uh, I wouldn't use the word grandfatherly, but like, like an uncle or something, you know, like I feel like the respect is definitely there. Like you don't want to just say anything to him, but um, I feel like, in the right context, you can even joke with them. Yeah, for sure. Like, and he's definitely softened up in his older age because he yeah, is like yeah. he is like poppy now, basically. And all yeah, that exactly. <laughs> but he, in that moment, he was very because somebody was like, somebody was tweeting like, "Why didn't any of the students film him?" I was like, "Would you have filmed your dad yelling at you?" <laughs> I did see one guy who was kind of off to the side. He wasn't really in the line of fire, so to speak. Um, when I watched the the replay of it, who did have his phone out, um, oh. but I didn't I didn't try and Google to see if he put it out there anywhere or or go on YouTube or anything. But that's that's the thing, Lauren. I wanted to get my phone out so bad. I love that part. I was just yeah. like, yeah, I was like, he's he's not gonna like. I just missed his moment. Like by the time I whip this out and press record, he's gonna be gone. And, totally. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I might have got like one or two words. But if you if you go back and watch it, I actually I go into my pocket and pull the phone out. But um, yeah, <laughs> I totally but missed that. I, on, I honestly really loved what you said about that, though. Like you were like the journalist part of you did kick in a little bit where you were like, you know what? Maybe sometimes I just need to like sit and observe this moment and, oh, and yeah. take it in as opposed to like reaching for my phone, getting it out, pushing record and maybe missing part of it that like you would have otherwise been able to see. And that's one thing I really love about covering games there, too, is that I find myself way more. Um, rather than like trying to fire off the next tweet or whatever it is, or looking at stats, especially because their new stat program sucks. <laughs> um, like I find myself way more often just like watching the bench and watching body language and watching oh, yeah. the way they interact and things like that. And and that is something you can do there in a way that you can't almost anywhere else. And and I love that about covering games there. What's interesting to me is watching from home. I actually thought he did understand them. And that he thought it was just like condescending and kind of like a like a like a dick move, you know, like yeah, for the for them yeah. to just be like sit with us, like you would say to a recruit, like oh, <laughs> adorable. Because I kind of thought that, like I know they didn't mean anything by it, but I was like, mm-hmm. dude, he's coaching a, an ACC team against you, exactly. You know, like this is serious. Exactly. Yeah, um, I thought it was a little condescending too. So I actually thought he did understand them and was like, shut up. And I was kind of like, you know, it seems like a little bit of an overreaction, but I get it in a sense because it's like, dude, just st- he's <laughs> yeah. not going to come sit with you like he's a freaking recruit. Like, <laughs> yeah, especially like, the, the time and score when they yes. did it. I felt like it was like they were like, yeah, this is OK. You guys tried hard. Let me let us pat you on the head. And uh, <laughs> and, and now you can come. We can joke around with you like old times or something. Yeah, obviously, this is like completely blown up and it's whatever. I mean, I don't really have a strong reaction to it that way or the other. I did think it was funny the way that people who don't like the camera crazies anyway and also don't like Coach K were like struggling to figure out like (laughs) how to process it. Like, hey, it's funny that they got yelled at, but also why is he acting like a psycho? Um, (laughs) You know, I, I think like and I said this to some people who have reached out to me like more privately and been like, what's up with that? I was like, look, you know, he... Capel is as close to him as anybody he will ever play against as another head coach. Maybe Wojo would be like the only other exception. Johnny Dawkins, we saw it too. Yeah. Chris Collins, that would be the list. Like, and, and Capel, maybe even a little more so than some of those guys, just because of how long he spent on his staff and how recent it was. So his emotions are already going to be a little high. It's Capel's first game back in Cameron, like as Pitt's coach. It's it just, I felt like, it, you know, was it a little much? Yeah. Probably, but it's whatever. It didn't really bother me that much one way or the other. I think they'll live. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> this will be forgotten really soon, probably up to the Carolina game. Like, it, it'll just kind of be fodder for us to, to look back and laugh at. But um, it doesn't expose a rift in the brotherhood because <laughs> Coach K came over and yelled at the kids. You know what? Another takeaway I had immediately was, and you tell me because you were there and you can, um, uh, I was talking to Jasmine Fritz, who I co-host Topics and Takes with um, another podcast that she and I do. Um, she was telling me that she felt like, because that, that, that chant has a familiar cadence. And if you've covered enough games in Cameron, you've heard it plenty of times. Yeah. And so I was kind of like, I was like, how, does he not listen to their chants ever? Because, <laughs> because that almost was funnier to me that he had never heard it before, but he hears like Jeff Capel and is like, what is this? But she said, she said at first she didn't know what they were saying. So she didn't, she said that, but you, I guess you did. Oh. Well, they, they were right behind us, like where we sit. Okay. That was yeah. The group that was doing it. It wasn't widespread either. It was, it was kind of just concentrated to those kids. And, gotcha. Uh, okay, that makes more sense too. Yeah. 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 Okay. If anything, I feel like Cameron Crazies need to work on their coordination because I feel like a few times in there there have been kind of weak chants where somebody starts something and it isn't picked up. You know, uh, throughout the bleachers. By the way, my favorite. I mean, yeah, we all know that they've become like a little less clever and all that good stuff, and it's whatever. I mean, that's kind of something we've all discussed. Uh, over the years but you know what like I had the funniest moment when they were playing Louisville the other day I don't know if you heard this uh and they they some they started a chant like where's your title yeah yeah I did. and, and this right. one this one girl behind me was like we sound like cops 
or police or something like that. And I was just dying because I was like, because even awesome. people on tw- even people on Twitter were like, that's such a lame thing to, you know, whatever. Yeah, we all- yeah. And they beat y'all on the way. They had no clue about 1986 either, I'm assuming. (laughs) Right. Both titles, whether one was vacated or not, were won with wins over Duke. But, okay. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, they had no clue about 1986. There's no way. So, yeah, I mean, I I did have to, like get into that because yeah that was amazing and i'm so glad i wasn't there to be like blushing furiously no i mean the, yeah so All, wait like, wait i was i did i was watching uh highly questionable and they okay. did say, yeah bomani gave you a shout out bomani jones I, I heard that too and uh uh sarah spain made a remark about sean Cress. she was like she said, "Sun's out, guns out." She was like, "He can't be afraid of Coach K." <laughs> oh my god! I'm dying. No, oh, I'm Sean. Scared. No, I joked with Sean. I was like, "He's definitely yelling at you," because um, you know. Um, but yeah, I like. I, he just he does have like angry dad energy at times, and it can be a little like whoa. Um, but like you had pointed out, it's way less now than it used to be. And like, he will joke around some, but you can tell when he thinks either a question is out of line or he has a point that he wants to try to get across and he knows what you're trying to get at. And he's just like, not having it. He's like, no, 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 no. We're not going down that path. We're going to go down this path instead. Um, and yeah, no, it's, 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 it's definitely an interesting phenomenon. It's like you could feel, um, well, two things. One, it's it's kind of like you could feel uh, his whole West Point experience coming back. Yeah, man. <laughs> like, but it also, I could see how, as a motivator, if you're in a huddle and he's that wound up and and, and you know excited and telling you a point, you know, you got to do this better or something like. Like I can see how you'd be like, yeah, I got to do that. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. Like it's it's weird, but I could I could see that from him coming over there and pounding his chest and like ah like I'd be I'd jump out of the huddle like ah let's go <laughs> oh yeah yeah totally uh vernon <laughs> vernon carey is often the uh this year's recipient of that um, <laughs> yeah like he's very much into having vernon be strong with the ball um usually modified by a few expletives <laughs> um which that's whatever i don't care about expletives either so you can yeah. save that outrage for someone who does um, hypothetical people out there who would care about such things um yeah so we got into all of that and we just had to because i i love that the the stars aligned in that way for us um and yeah i wanted to get you on to sort of break down you know the weekend's games and maybe big picture talk about some of the other teams that uh you know don't have as big a games but um or don't play at all. Cause I think Virginia doesn't play at all, but we'll, we'll get into all of that good stuff. And yeah, this is kind of, it's an interesting weekend in the ACC. And I think for me, uh, the biggest game is probably Syracuse Duke at Syracuse, but I wanted to start out with um, Louisville at NC state. And I, that's one reason I wanted to have you on. Cause I know you've been covering NC state all year and you all have always had, because you used to work for the Louisville courier journal. You've always, you've always kept up with Louisville and have a lot of familiarity with them. Yeah. And this was a game that I obviously had thought was going to be a little bit um, higher stakes coming into the weekend. <laughs> uh, and then state, well, state did what they did on Monday night um, against North Carolina and look, I mean, what it's turned into for State, I think, and is is a game where I still don't think they're out of the NCAA tournament right now. I, I, in fact, I think Joe Lenardi had them in at last look, but they they have a bunch of high profile opportunities at home, and this yeah. is the first of those. And I don't think they can afford now to let these slip away. Yeah, I think um, they have to get this. I mean, it, it's funny coming off of that three-game winning streak and winning at Virginia. To me, I was like, okay, State is <laughs> trending upward. They're on a nice run here. Uh, I feel like they are stable. And then to me, worse than Carolina was Georgia Tech. That was the game I felt like they had to win. And it'd be one thing if Georgia Tech came out and shot lights out at home and crowd, you know, you can understand that happening. 
But to me, just state came out flat. I don't know if they just, you know, uh, were looking past Georgia Tech, expected to win something, expected it to be easy. But that, to me, was the disappointing game. The Carolina game, I just felt like if C.J. Bryce plays well, shoots well, then that might be a different game. Uh, maybe they maybe they still lose, but, you know, I look at that as, as uh, I don't know if Carolina took him away necessarily more so than he just disappeared. But you can't have – they can't win without him, essentially. Um, and I know he was 0 for 4 in Georgia Tech, but – that game to me wasn't about his performance. It was about their whole approach to it. Cause they just, they just seemed like early on in that game, especially, you know, they didn't want to be there. And then it's like, Oh, we got to play. And then, you know, scrambled to get back in it. But um, that, all that being said, that makes this game against Louisville. Um, I'm not going to say must win, but they, they really have to come out and, and uh, play a great game to even have a chance to win. Because I think Louisville Louisville was my preseason pick to win the ACC. I switched to Florida State when Florida State went into Louisville and won. Um, but they, they're playing well. Uh, they they had a good night at, at Boston College. Jordan uh, wore, had a career high scoring. And they, they're looking good right now. So this, this is a, I think it's a critical time for State tomorrow. I mean, Saturday. Yeah, I was a little worried about Louisville after the Georgia Tech performance at home, um, but they've been very business-oriented ever since. So um, I think they are kind of who we thought they were, at least I did, and probably you too, after the Duke game where I was, that was probably as impressed as I've been watching somebody live this year um, of anybody I've seen so far. I mean, Duke's had some really nice wins, but a lot of them have come away from Cameron so I haven't been there in person <laughs> for them, but but I mean, as, watching somebody live—that's as impressed as I've been. Um, well, you saw the the uh, the coming out of David Johnson. That's right. That's <laughs> so right. So I, I think, man, that kid is going to be special at point guard for them. I really, I really think so. And uh, I feel like now he's kind of getting more and more. Uh, leeway from Chris Mack and and being allowed to run the team uh, a little bit more. Although he's still, I don't know if he's ever going to start. I mean, this might be a, a Marvin Williams situation, Tony Bradley situation for for uh, Louisville. Um, because I also think, you know, I, I I don't know the psyche. I don't want to say I'm diving into the psyche of Darius Perry, but I think it's important for him to start. I think that's how he feels. Mm -hmm. And if Matt takes him out for David Johnson, especially a freshman coming in, um, I I don't know how he'll respond coming off the bench. So I guess if it's working now for them, they're going to stick with it. Yeah. Looking at it on paper, state's offense has been really struggling. Um, That's kind of the, the buried lead of, of what's going on with NC State because you see, you know, Garrison Brooks just getting whatever he wants and, and Carolina killing them on the offensive glass and everything else. And you think, oh, you know, it's their defense. But I think really their offense is what has been the bigger issue for them at this point. And Louisville is one of the better defensive teams in the country. So I, I, it's hard for me to like look at this on paper and go, oh, well, this is where State will have a clear advantage. They're just going to need all their best players to play well. I mean, and that hasn't happened at the same time. It feels like in quite some time. And I, you know, I don't know. (laughs) You know, I I think, and I I tweeted this during the Carolina game, like late in the second half, it was about seven minutes left. And I felt like I know States doesn't have the depth. Kevin Keats doesn't have the depth that he would like to have, especially to, to play his style and to press uh, all game. But at some point I feel like, they have to. That's what they do. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like you're just going to have to roll the dice and, and try and get those minutes in where you're doing, they're doing what they're used to doing. And and it's not all, okay, uh, picking spots and trying to press a little here or whatever. And, you know, I don't know. If, if they fatigue, they fatigue. <laughs> Use your timeouts strategically or whatever. Maybe that'll help. But... I, I, I think they have to play their style. Like, I think that's part of the problem where offensively they're not necessarily running on all cylinders because they very much feed off of that 
kind of uh, turmoil and hectic pace and, and getting turnovers and uh, feeding off their defense to generate offense. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Um, I guess one area where I can see that State won't have quite as many issues as maybe they did, especially with North Carolina, is, and maybe even with Georgia Tech to some extent, is that um, as good as Stephen Enoch and uh, Malik Williams are, they're not your prototypical, you know, back to the basket bigs necessarily yeah, yeah. and that that the, you know that's something where dj funderburg can can i think check them a little bit on the perimeter maybe better than you know the low post and i don't think it's going to be as much of a mismatch as it was if they have to go small um you know with with helms guarding somebody um although that was not a good matchup with <laughs> garrison brooks there <laughs> helms started off on fire and then it was like Oh, I gotta cut Garrison. That <laughs> it was, was like not it, great. Yeah, took took away from him. Yeah, for sure. And so, yeah, I mean, like maybe in that sense, like that that'll help them some. But you know, I, I don't know. I mean, there's no telling how State's gonna play from night to night. But they've got to snap out of this and 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 figure something out because they've got they, they got Louisville at home, they got Florida State at home, they got Duke at home. I already like am like penciling in a Duke win because like that's what that's, that's what, what State, State does. does. <laughs> it's 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 like just as easily as you could say they always lose to Roy. They always find some way to like pull something out and beat Duke. Yeah. And in that sense, I can actually kind of see because I you know with State fans always bemoaning like oh we always lose to Carolina blah 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 and I'm like well yeah but Carolina is always better than you but to be fair Duke usually is too. Um, <laughs> True. Uh, this wasn't the case this year as you know on paper they were better than Carolina but maybe you could argue the way both teams were trending that wasn't true but you know there's there's also there's no way to quantify this but I do think the whole NC State stuff and and the mentality of of, it kind of reminds me of old school like Red Sox and Cubs like suffering fans who just expect the worst uh, well, back when they used to expect the worst, I I feel like that has something like that way. Like the the players are around us, dude. Like they know what's being said, they know what's going on, and, and they can feel the energy. Like you yes. can feel it in there too, right? I talked about this on on um, Tuesday morning with Stephen Muma from Back in the Pack, and he knows that too. Like it, it's hard to blame state fans, right? Because they've been burned so many times. Like they're human, true, but you can feel it in that arena and you know that they can too. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like they have like an effort attitude when Duke comes to town, like, Oh, well, who cares if we win, we win. If we don't, we don't. But with Carolina and especially this year when they're supposed to win, yeah, it's like, Oh God, Oh God, Oh God. <laughs> it's like they're handling a live grenade or something. And perfect like, <laughs> way to put it. Oh God. <laughs> oh God. I don't want to, I don't want to touch this. And like, it was wild to me at the end of that game to see, and, and this will transition us a little bit to North Carolina we're going to get into some more games, but um, you know, this, uh, you know, Carolina for so long was looking like a team where they would just pass the ball around the perimeter. And no one wanted to shoot. And like the last two and a half minutes of that state game, that's what state was reminding me of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's like they, no one wanted to shoot. Like this crowd was like, shoot. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. And they were like, no, we don't, I, you shoot it. <laughs> no, Markel, you, you shoot it. Markel's like, um, uh, okay. You know, and it, it's like, I just it was wild to see that and that that does get us into Carolina a little bit I don't want to take away from Carolina too much this isn't I think that that if Carolina had won that game and I think that they potentially could have you know and state didn't look like lost for the fight you know for big chunks of it it wouldn't you know they would maybe be getting a little bit more credit and that's not necessarily fair because Carolina had to sort of tough it out and make plays and, yeah. and they did, although they certainly gave state a chance to get right back in, in the last uh, few minutes. But um, I, you know, they're in a really good spot right now where they got to play a depleted Miami team and, and get some confidence. They get this win and now they have Boston college coming to town and Boston college is actually terrible. Um <laughs> Even as ACC, like in this wild and crazy ACC, like I know Boston College has some like decent wins, but most of those are at home. Yeah, um, this is not at home, and um, I just I, I think that you're going to see Carolina get yet another win, and I I'd be surprised if we don't see Cole Anthony back in this game, right? Uh, you know what? I don't I don't know what to think on Cole Lauren. Okay, because okay. The you know when we he talked for the first time in a in a long time after that state game and he was saying the right things about 
wanting to be back. But yeah, I, you were really pressing like, him on this. There was wiggle room. Like I, I, to me, that's not what a player who's coming back sounds like. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I just don't know that he, okay, I'll say this. I don't know that he can say, I'm coming back. I can't wait to get back and then not come back at this point. Like, there's no way. Well, I think there's, I think there's a way. <laughs> I think there's a way to keep stringing it along and to keep putting it off on doctors and getting clearance as opposed to, I'm ready to play. You know what I mean? Um, Interesting, and, and that's what I asked him about. Like, what is his part in that? What is his part in terms yeah. of? I'm gonna go say, okay, I'm good. I feel ready. Let's go. Let's let me get back on the court. Right, because you know that that's part of the clearance process. Like, they're not gonna clear him if he says, "Hey, I still have pain here, 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 whatever." And he was, you know, putting it on like he was saying, like, "Well, I just have to wait for them to clear me." And you were like, "Yeah, but if you do, you have pain. Like, what's your deal?" <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you and- know. Cam Johnson came back from a torn from a torn meniscus surgery situation. Five weeks he was out. I went back and looked it up in, in the uh, uh, the seventeen eighteen season. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. His first season uh, at Carolina. So he was out November fifteenth to December twentieth. Cam Cam oft injured Cam Johnson five weeks. What was described well, to us for Cole was a partially torn situation. It's been six weeks and counting. I'll be fair a little bit to Cole versus Cam in this situation in the sense that at that point in time, Cam was not exactly an NBA prospect. He obviously developed into one. Oh, true. But Cole is like, you know, lotto for sure, maybe even top five, maybe even top three. So I think maybe his concern is like, I've got to be right completely physically before I come back. And I wonder how much, even though he wouldn't say this, like how much the team's quality of play was factoring in because if he's got guys around him that can't play. So that's why I kind of am leaning towards him coming back because it's like, they're playing well, they're confident Boston college, you know, is not very good. Come back in that game, ease your way back and then, you know, play out the rest of the year and put out good tape because I think that's an issue for him too is like, you got to put out good tape. And if, if, if he's not feeling in any way close to a hundred percent, whereas cam might've come back, you know, when, you know, m- m- not before he was ready, but yeah, maybe a yeah. little bit. like, but Cam didn't have the stakes that Cole does, you know? True. But my, the, the growing conspiracy in my mind is <laughs> <says laughs> that that's even all the more reason for Cole not to come back because he, he already has a high status um, in the eyes of NBA personnel uh, people. Yeah. It can only get and, so low at this point without yes, him playing. Yeah. Right. Because he didn't put out the best tape towards the end. Um, and maybe, you know, I wonder maybe that if that's factoring in for him too, where like, I think you could, it, it, they were starting to go back even to like the Oregon or Alabama game in the Bahamas is when he got hurt. Right. Yeah. And I think he tried to play hurt and it didn't work. And maybe he's thinking like, all right, I tried to play through that. I didn't play well. It didn't look good for me. I've got to make sure I'm completely ready to come back but you might be right we'll see i would just be surprised because it's not like he's out there like hey i'm just waiting to come back like um you know i feel like he's i know what you're saying about him couching it some but he's like so gung-ho about it yeah that it it would just be hard for me to imagine that he would like put this out here and be like i'm coming back if he just weren't going to i think cole has a bit of showman in him like i I think I, i think i definitely think he likes attention um yeah but uh i i I hope you're right, Lord. I would love to see him play. I, I would, I, I would I, love for I this can't. team to make things interesting. Like if he comes back and they, you know, will win some big games, and you know, um, I certainly would would be in favor of seeing that. But uh, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I just I'm skeptical. I'm skeptical. Okay. Okay, that's interesting. And now you've planted the seed for me, and I'm kind of like, huh. Welcome to the movement, the conspiracy. <laughs> I, I I will probably have to like delete Twitter and not go on the internet if that ends up happening. Oh man, forever, um, because the takes will just be so bad. Um, but you know, again, he's 
kind of set himself up for this because he's basically said, I'm coming back. I can't wait to come back. I'm so close to coming back. Like, there's no way now I feel like he could get out of that without taking a huge PR hit, if nothing else. Hashtag um, Zoom. Well, it's it's always, but it's not on him. It's on the doctors. Sure, sure. Right? You know? <laughs> the doctors. Yeah. And as, as I put it to someone, what else? If somebody tells you, if I'm like, hey, Lauren, uh, I'm going to pay you back soon. Do you have confidence you're going to get your money? <laughs> hey, soon, soon. <laughs> I'm pointing at you with two fingers now. Hey, soon, I'm going to get you that, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's you, so probably, but like <laughs> for other people, maybe not so much. But yeah, now, man, my wheels are turning. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it, you know what? I'll say this. If he's not back Saturday, I'm, I'm going to start to wonder. Because for me, like they would have had like five days off. Yeah, like plenty of time to get him back into practice. Um, I mean, he warmed up with the team at Virginia Tech. I know he's not back at practice yet. At least I haven't heard that. But uh, we'll find. We'll yeah, probably find out more. Yeah, yeah. Um, Duke at Syracuse. We got that at the, one of the primetime games. For some reason, Clemson at Wake is also in primetime, and I just I don't. <laughs> I only really want to mention the fact that that's a basketball game being played. Like I, I don't. I there's nothing else really to add to that conversation. Because um, yeah, Duke at Syracuse though eight o'clock. Because um, that just harkens me back to the fa- to uh, the 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 era, the beginning of Syracuse joining the ACC when people were like, "Hey, this actually might be a better rivalry than Carolina Duke," and that was that was adorable. It's the new rivalry. That I, that's when I was still with ESPN, and they were pushing that, and I was like, "Are you guys crazy?" I want- <laughs> This is a family podcast, so I'm not really going to say what I was thinking, but I was like, are you crazy? Like, just because they have a couple of good games. Like, yes, it's it's a bloody rivalry. Like, they, they don't be highly played games, but come on. They, they get so, uh, they're prisoners of the moment a lot <laughs> because they played an overtime game in the Carrier Dome. All of a sudden, this is better. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm with you. It was it was fun. And, and it's had some fun moments. I know Beheim and Coach K are very good friends. And it feels like one way or another when those two teams play, like something wild always happens. Yeah. Um, so I'll give them that. But I don't think they could have planned for, you know, Syracuse to sort of fall off the way that it has in terms of its recruiting and everything else. And yeah. um, it is an interesting game to me in the sense that, look, obviously, when you play against Syracuse, you've got to make three pointers. This is not the same Syracuse zone that we've seen in years past because they don't have those kind of long rangey athletes to to close out and contest a little bit more than you think um, based on the fact that they're playing a zone. It, it, it's a, it was an aggressive zone and it was a zone that was still hard to shoot against. And that's not the case necessarily anymore. Yeah. Um, and then Syracuse has become an offense, too, that's just so dependent on the three pointer. And um, when they're hitting, they're excellent. And when they're not, you know, anybody can beat them pretty much. And um, it's an interesting game to me, though, in that sense, because while I do think Vernon Carey can have success, it's not always easy for big guys to get what they need against that zone necessarily. So um, Duke's probably going to have to shoot well. They did, you know, against Pitt, but we've kind of seen them go a little bit up and down when it comes to shooting the basketball. Yeah. I mean, even in that pit game, they, they shoot like seven or 14 in the first half from three. And then it all dried up and, and Jordan Goldwire pumping three threes. It's like, what's going on? Yeah. I was, la- I was dying in the second half, like it's and down the stretch when Pitt was able to kind of close the gap. And like, at one point they gave G- Jordan Goldwire, like he's in the corner and like literally the pit guy just stands there like, yeah, okay. Yeah. They, they did. <laughs> and I was That's like- what's so funny. Like normally you're playing, a guy makes three shots. You're like, okay, I know what the scouting report said, but this might be his night. But yeah, Capel like, knows though. He's yeah. like, no, don't, please don't. And he's like, look, great kid. Don't worry about it. Yeah, Just... averages. <laughs> it's going to come yeah. to earth here. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, so it's interesting to me in that respect, but look, Syracuse is pretty limited. I think we know that. And, um, it, it, it could get interesting, obviously, like if, if Syracuse can make shots and all that. But I, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I'm, I'm a little let's just say I'm like mildly more intrigued by this game than I was. Um, but if if, if, Wim, if Wendell Moore is able to come back and I guess he's getting closer, right? Um, yeah, he, he also warmed up last night. Um, yeah. 
uh, I, I was kind of I meant to ask Kay about that in the post game, but um, yeah, with everything else that happened, we <laughs> no one else did either. So uh, yeah, but yeah. And so, I mean, for the, that'll improve their defense, obviously, because I think that's been the biggest missing piece for them defensively against capable offensive teams. And Syracuse would qualify as that. So, yeah, I'm trying. Um, I'm sitting here thinking, though, who's going to be the the guy that that operates in the sweet spot of the zone? Kind of, kind of their Theo Pinson, who'll get the ball, free throw line, and either pass or make a play at the basket to, uh, you know, to yeah. break that zone down. That's interesting. I mean, my first inclination was to say Matthew Hurt, but I don't know how good a passer he is. I mean, I think he's yeah. fine. Um, yeah, State has a similar dilemma when they play against a zone in that they don't have that type of player to, that can get in the high post, find teammates, and make that elbow jumper. And I don't know who that is for Duke either, necessarily. Um, that's a good, that's a good be, question. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Yeah, they'll probably try some guys out. Um, see who because that's kind of been their approach this year right between like their three um, <laughs> I don't know we need a nickname for like the Joey Baker Matthew Hurt Alex O'Connell like triumvirate <laughs> um, uh, it's it's a little bit less of that now obviously as Hurt has kind of emerged as the main guy and then you rotate in Baker and O'Connell and see who can give you something but yeah well, it isn't in- <laughs> even with that it seems like O'Connell, it, it's funny with this team. It seems like O'Connell and Delarier, who are the veteran guys, are finding themselves getting, you know, <laughs> lower in the totem pole. And I, wait, I feel wait, like Joey wait. Baker See, is more yeah. of a, a stable, consistent player for them now than, than O'Connell has been. Well, first of all, there's no D in Alex O'Connell's name or in his actual <laughs> game. And I think that drives, like if you could, what if you could like combine Alex O'Connell and Javin Deloria and just like, you would make them into the kind of player that Kay would use, but Alex O'Connell is not good at defense and he'll go into the game now and give up points and then turn it over. And Kay just yanks him right out. And yanks it's almost, <laughs> yes. And, and like with relish, like he's like, get out. You know? <laughs> <laughs> They, it, but it's it's weird, CL. I was told that they were so going to be so deep this year, and that no pairing of the rotation would happen. Which I said to everyone, "Stop it! It will absolutely happen." And would you look at this? Yeah, yeah. He, uh, <laughs> O'Connell only played about two minutes against Pitt. Um, Delaria didn't even get four. So Jeez, much- that's wild. The Delorier thing is ma- is way wilder to me than O'Connell because I know that Coach K has always been, you know. Not publicly, obviously, but we can all tell down on O'Connell's defense or lack yeah, thereof. Yeah. So, like, because he went out of his way to praise him in the one game he played well defensively. Yeah. And, the, like, literally the one game. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 like, we, it, yeah, it's just not. Deloria surprises me more because that's a veteran guy and mm-hmm. um, he's been kind of up and down this year. Um, I think they need him to be a little better if they want to have chance to do big things. You know what? Actually, maybe Cassius Stanley is that guy you put at the high post or even, or even, well, maybe not Jack White, even though I love Jack. Um, yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe Cassius is the guy you put there. I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you want him attacking the basket For probably, sure. yeah. but yeah. I don't know. I mean, six, six, that's decently sized enough to be able to at least see over the top and, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's that's kind tough. Of funny with him. I forget how how tall he is. Like, yeah, me too. He, he doesn't. Look, I guess he plays like a guard. He plays like a shooting yeah, guard. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't come off like a big guy. But you're right. But when I was standing near him during their warmups and stuff, uh, just watching, observing, I was like, you know, he is kind of tall. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have left out. So that, that'll get us to that. And Syracuse kind of needs that if they want to keep NCAA tournament hopes alive too, because they don't have a whole lot of opportunities left for good wins. So um, this is one they kind of need. Um, Georgia Tech, Notre Dame is one I hadn't mentioned yet. I just literally want to mention that it's also a game that's happening. Um, I do love the way Notre Dame is playing this year compared to last year, and it's been much more pleasurable to watch. So I will give them that shout out. And that's that's about it. And, and I am in the squarely in the Mike Bray fan club, which is why how you know how kicked off he was after that Penn, uh, Florida State game for him to cut a press conference short, basically do a 60-second 
press conference where he makes a statement and leaves. Um, and he made a statement, all right. $20,000 lighter in the pocket. Yeah, that was the weirdest thing to me. Like, I thought they would find him and instead they find like the institution. Because yeah. <laughs> like, it's all, okay. is that supposed to, I'm, I wonder if that's supposed to be like more of a deterrent. Because like, if Duke got fined, Coach K wouldn't care. Well, Coach K wouldn't care, right? But like, I don't know, maybe if you're on tenuous status with your boss, you don't want to go out there and be like, blah, 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 and then get your school fined. And they're like, hey, yeah, wait, yeah. get your boss fined. But 20000 <laughs> to a school with <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Dollar, Okay, CC. Um, yeah, I love Mike, but like, those refs didn't care that you guys aren't football members. And, and it's also like, it's, it wasn't like they were playing Carolina or Duke. Like, Florida State is basketball royalty. Like, <laughs> we, we have to uplift Florida State basketball. <laughs> No. Nah. No, yeah, no. Not 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 a thing. Not a thing. But love you, Mike, really. Um speaking of Florida State, that's at four o'clock. They go to Virginia Tech. Um and Virginia Tech, my God. Oof. Yeah, they've been Oof. flipping lately. Um this that's is putting it mildly. Team, but man, they just if they had if Harry Blackshear stays, then oh, I, I know that that they would be the way Landers know we can fill it up from outside and, and having somebody good inside, um, they'd be tough. But he, he did leave. So it's tough for yeah. them playing Landers Noly at 6-7 at center uh, for for half of the game. Um, I just I just don't think they have the personnel to, uh, you know, to be able to get over the hump. Like I, I could see – the losses to start piling up now. Yeah, I could see that too. And I, I, for Florida State's perspective, I, um, I'm, I have been right about very little this college basketball season, but <laughs> I felt that loss coming, yeah. um, with the way they'd been playing. And, um, I guess I was right about that one. Um, I, I, I thought they would be in danger maybe for both of these games, like Virginia and Virginia Tech, but seeing the way Virginia Tech's looked lately, I'm not so sure. Um, that they're in a lot of danger. And I'm not worried about Florida State big picture necessarily. I just think they do this sometimes in the middle of a season where they start out kind of hot and then hit a little bit of a swoon. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's the end of the world and they'll get it together. So, um, But they, they maybe kind of needed that to fix a little bit of you know what's going on. With what what ails them, yeah. so to speak, it's either turnovers or fouls with them, and and in this one it was fouls. So, yeah, I think uh, Florida State too. Like the way their schedule is, I mean, I feel like they don't really have many big games left. Uh, they have that they have to come to Duke uh, February and February tenth, and they have a game um, with Louisville at home. And they, you know, they won in Louisville. And that'll be the return game February 24th. But the rest of it is kind of like they should be favored. I mean, even in the Louisville game, they should be favored. They should be probably favored every game from here out until um, playing at. Yeah. And they're low key, really good at home. Um, We talked about that on Tuesday's podcast as well. Like people don't think about Florida State in that way, but they are really good at home um, and really tough to beat there. Um, even Carolina, for instance, coming off what I think will be another win on Saturday, going up there on Monday, I think that's probably where that it, good feeling ends for them. But, um, you know, they, they, I still like them a lot. It's just, you know, midseason blues or whatever. Um, yeah, and I want to I want to get to Virginia a little bit before I let you out, but um, I guess I also have to mention, since it's happening, Miami at Pitt um, <laughs> is also happening. Um, I don't know why this keeps making me laugh. <laughs> Well, it's like, it's just this, this, I, 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 okay. I broke out this stat the other day because it's wild. Okay. In the ACC, I'm looking at Ken Palm right now. You've got, um, you've got three teams to pick to finish between 14 and 16 ACC wins, right? Louisville, Duke, FSU. Everyone else is picked to finish between five and 11. And there are like, I forget I, I forget the number off the top of my head, and now I'm not doing math very well. But like a bunch of teams, I think it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight teams are picked to finish between nine and eleven wins. Oh yeah, yeah. All vying for that fourth place spot, and Carolina's not even in that group yet because they haven't. You know, yeah. They're they're set. They're projected to finish with seven, and I think they'll probably finish with more than that. So, like, 
that is a muddled mess right now <laughs> vying for that number four spot. And I think it could really go to anybody at this point. Like, I, I know that's the cliche, but it's just kind of this group of teams that are like f- fine, I guess. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, and, and this year in college basketball, I mean, it literally could just go <laughs> just about capping to anybody. Yeah, and I mean, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There are nine teams in this league that are ranked between 50 and 84 in Ken Palm. Like, that's a group of teams that could beat each other or lose to each other on literally any night. So, you know, you tell me. I got nothing. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I did want to touch on Virginia a little bit before I got you out of here. Um, Good win for them, and they were able to close a game out, which I think is big for them, too. Um because they had been close and, you know, just couldn't quite manage to make the plays they needed too late. And, you know, here they are, like, as as angsty as this season has been for them, they are 14 and 6, you know, 6 and 4 in league, right there for a 4 spot if they want to get it, right there for an NCAA tournament berth, you know? I mean, this is... If you, even if you don't like Tony Bennett's system, I, I I happen to, although I don't like to watch it as much when they're not good offensively, as I've yeah, said. They but don't have players. Yeah. But like this is what that system does for you. Even if you have a down year, because they buy into defense the way that they do, it puts them in position in almost every game. Yeah, um, and I feel like maybe they're having some guys who might be able to to turn a corner offensively. Uh, oh. Jay Huff. Man, I, I've been so disappointed. If I had an all-disappointment team this year, yeah. from what I thought, Jay Huff and Leaky Black would be, like, fighting for MVP right now. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, Huff, Huff just had – he did deliver the big three for them uh, in their win at Wake Forest, his only made shot of the game, uh, which, which came in regulation and helped them, um, helped them rally. But I just – he, he hasn't he hasn't taken that step that I thought he would take, especially on a team that needs somebody <laughs> to step to the forefront offensively for him. But um, I thought, uh, you know, I was at the Wake Forest game, and uh, oh god, yeah, Thomas uh, <laughs> Wolden Tessie. I'm not saying his name right. I think it's um, oh no, because Caroline said it on the show before, and I don't remember either. Yeah. Wolden. Wolda Tensei. Wolda Tensei. Wolda Tensei. That sounds right. Wolda Tensei. <laughs> she'll, I'm, I, well, I, she'll let me know. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I should know it. I was saying it all day <laughs> for, for the game seven three-pointers um, against Wake Forest. Uh, I, I think I think he's coming into his own. Um, he's made – he's on some street now. I think it's, it's – uh, now I'm forgetting the stat. He's maybe made 23 of his last 38 or 39 uh, three-point attempts. That looks about right. to the season. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's been really good here lately. I'm six. Let's see. Yeah, I've got six and then nine. 15 of his last 12, uh, 30. 15 of his last 30 for sure. Yeah, yeah. In the last so, five games. That's huge for them. They have to have some shooting. Like, it just yeah. has to happen. The, the main thing to me, that if they just cut out turnovers, I think yes. they'll be fine. Like, um, I mean, let's not get well, crazy. I mean, they, they you do still, have to make shots. Yeah, yeah. And they still won't be scoring more than 65 a game. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. But, um, I mean, for, for Clark to, to, I don't know what his average is. It's just the turnover ratio. But he had four turnovers in that Florida State game. He, I mean, he's been, he's been uh, pretty bad in, in terms of turnover. He had four turnovers against Wake. Um, nine turnovers in their first meeting down at Florida State. So uh, you can't have your primary ball handler turning the ball over that much. Uh, you, you got to you just get a shot off. Like, give yourself a chance. <laughs> They'd be better off just throwing the ball up. But, yeah, we've, uh, ta- we've talked about this on this podcast before with Kihei and that, you know, I mean, I still think really highly of him in general and, and kind of what he's made himself into. But he... Um, is just it's I think it's tough as he's trying to make plays for people and and for himself and and like he doesn't have Kyle Guy and Ty Jerome and DeAndre Hunter to be distributing to and um, it's been a little bit of an adjustment for him and I think he's trying to make something happen and in some games he actually strikes me as like the only Virginia player that like wants to make something happen offensively and I think sometimes that can 
you know, make him a little more prone to making those kinds of mistakes. But yeah. it's like, well, somebody's got to do it. Like, sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. No, I think you're right, though. They do have to cut down on that because that's not an offense that's conducive to that ever. And especially not when, you know, they're as limited as they are offensively in general. Um, but yeah, I like where they're headed um, overall. Like they're in great position right now. And then they get, you know, they, they don't play again until next Wednesday. Got Clemson at home. They're at Louisville, which, yeah, but then they got Notre Dame at home. They're at North Carolina. You know what's Boston. funny about the Louisville yeah. game? When they go into Louisville, I guarantee you that the Yum Center will feel like PNC Arena did for State Carolina. Like Oh, because, because Louisville, Virginia, Bennett. yeah. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yes. Yeah, it's a thing. And that'll, that'll be really interesting, too, next weekend. But, yeah. um, you know, they, they, they have a very manageable slate. And, I mean, I at this point, not jinxing Virginia people, so I'm not <laughs> not going to do this to you. But I'd be I'd be pretty surprised if they don't if they don't get into the tournament somehow. Um, yeah, I would too. I think they put yeah. themselves in good position. So, although they did lose at, to Boston College, <laughs> which I'm still mad at them Quit for bringing up old stuff, bro. <laughs> <laughs> They lo- well, and then I was like, I'm, I was almost equally furious as I'm like tracking the weight game. And I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. yeah. Wake they was don't have children and Shondi Brown. And- Man, come on. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. So, I mean, for me to look at their schedule and go, oh, it's friendly. I suppose that's cart before the horse a little bit. But um, yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, they're, it is good as contention for that four spot as anybody else. We're going to have a weird Tuesday, too, because there are probably going to be some teams playing on ACC Tournament Tuesday that were like, wow, this team's playing on Tuesday? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it'll be fun. All right, CL. Well, tell everybody where they can find your stuff. Uh, CLBrownHoops.com. I'm on all uh, social media channels, too. I have, I have a YouTube channel, CL Brown Hoops. Um, my Instagram is CL Brown Hoops, as well as my Twitter handle at CL hoops awesome he's a must follow people so do it all right everybody we'll talk to you early next week <laughs> <laughs>